Hello and welcome to Rebounding Faith. I'm Gina Ferrari. I'm Kristen Corona. And I'm Catherine Baer. When walking in faith seems impossible and you can't see the purpose in your pain, we are here to help you find hope in the struggle. Welcome to Rebounding Faith. I'm Catherine and I'm here with my two great podcast buddies. Gina and Kristen. Hello. Welcome. 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 We are so glad you've chosen to tune in and listen to our podcast today. Our topic is going to be coming up roses. So we are very grateful that you guys have tuned in and we want to hear from you. We want to hear what ideas you guys have or thoughts on podcasts. So please go to our contact us page on reboundingfaith.com. Drop us a note. We love to hear from you guys. So just a word of encouragement and please share this episode. If coming up roses resonates with you today, please share it with a friend or someone who would benefit. So today, in honor of spring, right? Mm -hmm. We're now in spring. We named this episode Coming Up Roses. But I also personally think that roses are one of God's most beautiful creations. Mm -hmm. Do you guys agree with me on that? Yeah, they are beautiful. So before we dive in, guys, to the meat and potatoes (laughs) of this episode, I thought we would start, as we always do, with like a fun appetizer, yeah. So here are some fun facts about roses. How old do you think the rose is? Well, I want to say it was around in Jesus' time. So in the thousands of years. Thousands of years? Mm-hmm. I'll do kind of a price is right thing <laughs> where I'll say... 10,000 years. Oh, okay. Okay, you guys, get ready for this. Hold on to your hats and glasses, as they say in Disneyland. It is 35 million years old. And how did they figure that? Is that crazy? They found it. Yeah, I know, right? Okay, I got to go back and find exactly where they found it. But they did. They found evidence of a rose dating that far back. Wow. It's pretty amazing. So it was definitely in Jesus's day, for sure. Mm -hmm. So the rose is the national flower. Did not know that. I didn't either. That's exciting. I know. Well, since you said we were going to start with an appetizer, it's also (laughs) interesting to know that you can eat roses. (laughs) You, we may not want Which, to. I mean, but I guess you can technically eat anything. Like throw them but in your maybe salad. It just or... means that it's not going to make you sick. Yeah. I don't know. I've never eaten a rose before, but um, you can. Yeah. Amazing. And there's 10 different colors of roses, and they all have different meanings. And we always equate like the red rose with love. That's an obvious one. But some of the others that are interesting pink. Rose means elegance and grace. Yellow rose stands for friendship and cheer. The orange rose is enthusiasm. And the white rose is hope, purity, and new beginnings. I like that. So, Gina, I would say I would give you an orange rose. Oh. I would say you definitely are a cheerleader. Enthusiastic. Wouldn't you agree, Kristen? I would agree with that. Yes. I just, it's just an observation. Yes. (laughs) So today, it's not just roses that we're talking (laughs) about, but we are going to explore the expression coming up roses and dive into that. And so the expression actually is uh, something that results in success or an exceptionally good outcome. 
especially, and this is the key part, especially in the face of doubts or difficulties. So it starts off pretty rough, and then all of a sudden it blooms, right? comes into this space where you have something that you can really benefit from. So Genesis 50.20 is the verse for today, and it states, You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So as far as another version says, as far as you're concerned, you were planning evil against me, but... God intended it for good, planning to bring about the present result so that people would be preserved alive. So what I like about that is we're able to see either harm or evil or whatever, but you are essentially starting out with this, you know, this card, this this is what's been dealt to you, right? Mm-hmm. This situation. And so God's going to take the situation and he's going to turn it and it's going to be in some form, whether he works inside you or he works inside the situation, but something from this, there will be beauty from ashes. He will bring something about in a positive way that will come up roses. And so that's what we're going to tackle today and talk about. And I love this topic because it's so a optimistic mm-hmm. B it's hopeful, right? We can yeah. just like latch on to this. Yeah. It's amazing to me, though, too, that in this difficulty thing you were saying here, the rose is beautiful and fragrant mm-hmm. as it is. It also has thorns. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? That's right. So true. And thorns hurt. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. have you guys ever been, like, we've ever been, like, punctured or pierced oh, yeah. by yeah. a thorn? It really, mm-hmm. I mean, that is something, something so beautiful can have that is... Mm-hmm. Interesting. So anyway, so the first part of this verse implies that something negative had occurred and will occur in our lives. There will be experiences and circumstances, right, that are out of our control. Mm -hmm. Um, And so those situations that hurt or even devastate us. And there's truth in this. So harm was intended, and it may even feel as if harm was delivered, right? And so going back to our sheep episode where we talked about the word downcast, So we're downcast, which is the feeling of not being able to pick ourselves back up again. So this harmful uh, situation has been delivered and the feeling is real. However, the question I have is, was harm truly realized? Has that come to fruition in our lives where that situation actually succeeded to deliver us harm? Kind of an interesting question mm-hmm. to ponder. So the intention of an outcome or an action rather will have a different outcome if God is involved. And what I love is uh, Tony Evans has this part of his book, which is in, I believe it's in Pathways. And he talks about when evil is present, right? So there's an evil situation or an evil occurrence, right, that has happened. And you add God into that equation. So it's evil plus God equals good. So anytime God has been introduced into that situation, good will be the natural outcome of that. I love that. So how do you, Catherine, like break that down a little bit more? Mm -hmm. Because I think there's also this notion that God is present in every situation. Mm -hmm. 
right? He's all knowing, he's all being, he's here all the time. Mm -hmm. So what do you mean when you say like, if God is present? Because I think some people would be like, that doesn't make sense. He's always present. That's true. That's a great point. So if you take a situation where someone or something has been intended for harm, right? So you take that situation and you turn it over, you submit completely, you surrender it to God for God's will to be done. That's when it gets good. Mm, So mm -hmm. it's something where you have to literally let go of the situation. Yes, he's present. He's sitting next to you when that situation happens. But are you releasing control and relinquishing that over to him for him to then take the steering wheel, right, and drive the car and get it to a better place. And so oftentimes what I have found is that, yes, he has the power to calm the storm, but other times he wants to calm his child in the storm, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it, for me personally, it is something where he has changed me from the inside out mm-hmm. rather than the outside situation. Yeah. It's almost like when we invite him into yep. the situation, mm-hmm. into the circumstances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense because yeah. the mm-hmm. second part of the verse then says, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. So these things are allowed, right? It has to pass through his filter. Mm-hmm. He allows it to happen and then uses it. And I know the Bible is full of examples of this. I mean, you look at Paul's life, you know, full of trials and difficulties, but all used for good, Mm -hmm. all used to deliver the word of God. So, um, so again, evil plus God equals good. So I love that. So, um, so moving forward, um, I'm just wondering if you girls have a personal story that you can share where you felt harm was delivered but not sustained because God intervened or brought about something beautiful. I have a story. Um, I was working at a dental office and I'd been there for four years. Um, The uh, dentist had actually come to me and asked me if I would come and run his office and felt very at home there. Uh, Practice is going well. And he went to like a seminar out in Vegas and he happened to come across a um uh, a talk that was being held by dental consultants and he listened in and he thought well gosh maybe we need a dental consultant to come in and just tighten things up and see you know if we can't make the business even better and so the consultants came in and what they had decided was they would eliminate my position oh, at the ouch. office. Yeah. yeah. Thanks a yeah. lot. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for that. And so they ended up just the girl who worked with me, like an assistant who made much less, putting her in that position and trying to save money. And I understand personal, I mean, I understand business decisions, right. but mm-hmm. this just ended up feeling personal to me mm-hmm. and it was hurtful. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't see that coming and I didn't understand like, God, where are you in this situation? Yeah. I mean, I just lost my job and I had babysat for him. It's like I lost a friend too. Yeah. So it was really hard. And um, so there I was and here comes God. I, a couple weeks later, applied for a job 
at the airlines. Now, this is to be a flight attendant, so it's totally out of anything, you know, for, that I've ever done before. Completely different How career. did you think to apply for an airline? That's quite a leap going I know. from... I didn't even think of it on my own. I had a girlfriend that I was visiting with, and she was like, you're not going to believe what I did. I applied for a job at the airlines. And I was like, what? And she goes, will you do it with me? I was like, I... I, the whole three uh, flights, I think, is pretty enticing yeah. if you like traveling, which yeah. we know Gina does. Yes. <laughs> We've covered so, that. Yes. Yeah, so I, I went ahead and just applied. And the strangest thing was you had to fill, you had to take a test, like an assessment test. So I filled it out online and I hit send and that was it. Well, and I thought, well, that's that. <laughs> well, I'm running some errands. It's 45 minutes after I hit send, my phone's ringing. I, I, hello, is this Gina? This is Virgin America. Wait, did I not just hit send? Yeah. How can you already be on the <laughs> phone? I couldn't even, it was, I, I was so shocked. And they invited me to come in for, you know, a personal interview. And I did that. And I got the job and I started working as a flight attendant had to live in San Francisco. And because of the cost in San Francisco, we had what's called a crash pad. And that's where a bunch of flight attendants live together because you're always on different flights and going in different schedules. So you're not yeah. there at the same time. But it so happens to be that I lived with seven other people in a two-bedroom apartment. Holy in, cow. Yeah. In San Francisco. And seven of these, these kids, I called them kids because they were all under 25 years old. Yeah. And I was in my 50s. Wow. And so I was Mama G to them. And that's what they called Aww. me. And they welcomed me into this environment with them. And a couple of them didn't have a mom or a good relationship with their mom. And over the next year of me living with these kids... The Lord was able to just love all over these kids through me. Aww. And I was able to share who Jesus was in my life with my words and my actions. And here it is 10 years later. Mm -hmm. I still have relationship with these kids Aww. who are not kids anymore. Right. And it was just a perfect example of what could have been harmful to me. The Lord took and made something really beautiful out of it. Absolutely. That's amazing. What you, a great story. I know. Yeah. I know. How about you, Kristen? I think when I think about this concept of coming out roses, is that what it is? Mm -hmm. Coming up roses? Coming up roses. <laughs> mm -hmm. This is a new phrase for me. Yes. But when I think about that, I, I immediately think about just how I met my husband, mm -hmm. Andy. Mm -hmm. And just remember being in a time um, of my life where I was really just broken. I had been in a really toxic relationship for a long time that was just filled with a lot of... It was like, like 10 years, wasn't mm -hmm. it? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, right about. Yeah. And just filled with a lot of deceit and lies and... Gaslighting, probably. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And 
I would say two of my just core values, whenever I do any of those core value like exercises, um, loyalty and trust are Mm. definitely core values of mine. And both of those just had been completely broken. And so for me, I was just like lost and didn't think that I would be able to trust someone again, let alone be in a serious relationship. Yeah. And I met Andy and just right away, um, that all just completely changed. And obviously we've been married now together Mm -hmm. for, you know, 13 years. And um, when I think about something that was very like prickly, like a thorn and not Mm -hmm. great and blooming into this beautiful rose, I would say it's definitely Andy and my marriage, which I'm just so grateful for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. It's looking at that situation and um, you don't have to look hard to find the good, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. for sure. And, um, yeah, I also have experienced a situation in my professional life where, you know, it's been probably one of the most trying and difficult things that I've encountered and endured. And um, it's really someone that I work with that is highly... um, I don't even know. Aggressive might be a good word, but manipulative. Someone, yeah, mm-hmm. someone who will target and bully people into silence, and so shame and silence becomes the natural result, right, mm-hmm. of this individual, um, because this person will publicly point out your wrongdoings, um, questioning your actions, undermining your credibility. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times people just are thinking, "I don't want." any part of that. So they don't say anything and look the other way. And so unfortunately this just enables and, you know, this behavior and it Mm -hmm. gets stronger. And so I've just seen it affect, you know, people in the company uh, in a way where they either conform to this and they realize that I don't speak up or they leave. Mm -hmm. And so really it's those two choices and, you know, and it's hard, it's hard when it's your livelihood and, you know, you're dependent upon your job, Mm -hmm. you know, for, for obviously for money, we all have bills. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, in, in this case, you know, it's not a friendship, it's not a hobby. It's something that, you know, I need to do. So, so, you know, you tend to tolerate more, I think, than you would, um, in other cases. And so, you know, you've done it, well, I've done it, you know, longer. I've tolerated for far longer than I should have. Or mm-hmm. I can tell you that I would have if it weren't a paid gig, right? Mm-hmm. So eventually I think what happens in this case is you could become a shell of a person, you yeah. know, kind of like a shell of a person of what you used to be and that you can feel weakened to the point where you just take it. Right. You yeah. just realize you're just so this beat is, down. Yeah. So this story still being written, you know, so I do believe that God has allowed this to come to into my life for a reason and he will use it for his glory. I firmly, firmly believe that. And so I have experienced him upholding me in some really dark times. Um, I have felt him hold me up with his righteous right hand and just carry me through, you know, Mm -hmm. to a point where something good will come from this. And I do believe it will come up roses. And so, you know, I think what it's done for me is recognized, okay, I, you mentioned thorns, right, Mm -hmm. Gina? So it's something where I'm kind of tired of it coming up thorns. I'm Mm -hmm. ready for it to come up roses. And so what do I need to do to adhere to God's will, to be in alignment for that. And I love that, like to be in alignment, to receive your assignment. It's mm. kind of like that, like I need to get 
in alignment. So that's, that's been my, um, my story, but you know, the reality is I don't have it tied up with a nice little bow, you know, here, like you guys each had kind of like, you know, your happy endings there and you knew how it, how it came to fruition. I don't know what it's going to look like yet, Mm -hmm. but I do have faith that God is working and working in me to strengthen me and resolve this. Well, there's no doubt, Catherine. I mean, from the time that I met you and that's been over four years ago, Your heart's desire has mm-hmm. always been to be in ministry. Yep, yep. It's your passion. Yeah. You know, and I think that the Lord gives us the desires of our heart. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how it's going to come up roses for you. Yeah, I do. I think so, too. I mean, God willing, if it's in alignment with his will, right, he does give us the desires yeah. of our heart. I mean, yeah. Andy, right? Yep. You know, you got that. And you got your experience, mm-hmm. you know, with the airlines. It was like a life-changing thing and yeah yeah, we'll see we'll see what God does but I'm excited to just you know be a part of it and it's something where that's where I want to focus that's where I want my focus is on that I'm moving forward not on this toxic behavior or this thing that brings me down I will not focus on that not today Satan not today Mm. well Mm. it's interesting (laughs) because I think it's a reminder that no weapon formed against us will prosper that's right. Doesn't and say it won't be formed. That's right. Doesn't say it won't be formed, right? And mm-hmm. I think it's a it's a good point because we had talked about Isaiah 54, 16 through 17. Mm-hmm. And it says, see, it is I who created the blacksmith who fans the coals into flame and forges a weapon fit for its work. And it is I who have created the destroyer to wreak havoc. No weapon forged against you will prevail. And you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and this is their vindication from me, declares the Lord. Mm. I love that. Me too. I love that this points out that no weapon formed against you shall prevail or succeed. And as you pointed out, Kristen, it doesn't say no weapons will be formed. And it's pretty obvious when you think of a weapon, I know what it is. But when you look up the definition, it's actually anything designed to inflict harm. So, so it could be words. Oh, it could be, be words. actions. It doesn't yeah. have to be specifically yep. an actual weapon. Yeah. weapon. Yeah. It could be campaign against you to mm-hmm. undermine your credibility. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, it says, could be yeah, any of that. and you'll refute every tongue yeah. that accuses you. Yeah. Yep. And that that is... This is our vindication mm-hmm. from God. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's really important to kind of take that in. And then the other key point of this passage is that God is in charge. So he created the ones who create the weapons, right? Yeah. And he will see to it mm-hmm. that whatever weapons are used against us will not succeed. Prevail. They will fall flat. Yeah. And I can say to you that I have seen this multiple times in the situation that I'm in. He who is in us is stronger than that of the world. That's right. And yep. so we we are always going to come out the victor in the mm-hmm. end. 100%. That doesn't mean it won't be, you know, hard and difficult. Never promises that, but right. we will come out and in the end. kind of on that note, I just wanted to mention really quick, you guys, going back to Genesis 50, 20, which is what we opened the episode with, Um, but it's something where it shows us that when 
evil is meant to harm us, right? Mm -hmm. That God can not only protect us in it, but he can also promote us because of it. Like, think about that. Like, this difficult situation, right, that is absolutely meant to take us down, not only does he just protect us and keep us safe throughout it, but we actually are better off in the end because of it. Mm-hmm. And that's where coming up roses is, right? Mm-hmm. So in your case, Kristen, I thought about you. It's something where you came out of this destructive relationship. I'm sure you were probably at your wits end, right? And really at a place emotionally. <laughs> Putting it nicely. <laughs> yeah, right. So God kind of protected you in a way, carried you through that, and then promoted you because mm-hmm. of it. So now you're with someone bad, much better. Mm-hmm. And that's like a huge yeah. promotion. Well, I think what you're talking about, too, is this concept of repurposing. Yes. Right? So let's think about that for a second because if we, even in your example, Mm -hmm. all the examples that Mm -hmm. we gave, but Catherine, in your example, like, um, you're right, you're in it. Oh, yeah. So it's hard to tell this story of, you know, yeah, and and this is how it turned out and I'm so much better for it because I think when you're in it, it's much harder. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But what what I love that you're speaking – about because it's so relatable is I just need to look at this different. Mm-hmm. I need to repurpose this. And so if you really think about that, um, adapting for use in a different purpose, mm-hmm. I think is really helpful. Um, and something that is repurposed conveys resurrection power, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Repurposing is accomplished by modifying something to fit a new use. Right. So if we look at that, both the idea of repurposing outcomes as well as tools to produce those outcomes, Mm -hmm. I think that can be really valuable. And I can't help but think like God in his infinite wisdom and glory can also repurpose the tools that he uses to produce these outcomes. So think about this, like, at some point, I think, and you've even told this story, you liked your job a lot. Mm-hmm, it was a nice, mm-hmm. cozy environment. Maybe even if it's not work, it's a friendship. That's a really great friendship. Mm-hmm. It might be a job. Mm-hmm. But now that same job can be one that's intolerable. Yes. So that yep. same tool mm-hmm. is being used for something different now. Yeah. And if you're able to repurpose that and see it from a different lens, the way that God wants us to view it, all of a sudden it's completely different now. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's such Good a point. great point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we don't, I mean, we're, we're so much um, at a place where God, you know, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts, right? His mm-hmm. ways are different than our ways. So for him to take a tool and repurpose it in that way and wasting nothing, mm-hmm. right? We say that all the time. Yeah. He's going to use this. And so I think of the um, story of how an eagle builds its nest for its young. Have you guys heard this before? Mm-mm. So such an interesting concept. I think and I've seen this on Nat yeah. Geo before. Yes. Okay. But I so, don't. I wouldn't say I understand how it all works. <laughs> even though I saw okay. It. You're not the eagle expert, no. Kristen. Okay. No. Well, let me enlighten you. So it is. This is an example of a repurposing tool. So. When a mother eagle builds her nest, she starts by layering the nest with, you would think, with something soft, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. No. She layers the nest with thorns, 
rocks, branches, and other really sharp materials. So things that you would think have no place for this resting place, but that's what she starts. She builds the foundation with that. Then after the base is finished, she then starts lining it with like a dense padding of feathers or fur, you know, fur, wool, pine, straw, that's that kind of stuff, like Mm -hmm. much softer materials. And it's there that she actually lays her eggs and it's there that our newborn chicks will start getting, you know, food and growing mm-hmm. and whatnot in the nest. But when the birds actually reach flying age, so this is really interesting. Something really interesting happens. The nest is repurposed and the mother eagle starts stirring up the nest. So with her long talons, she starts bringing up the thorns and the mm. sharp rocks and exposing them to the surface. So slowly kind of moving away from the comfortable feathers and wool Mm -hmm. from her baby's nest. And it's gradual. And it's it's a gradual, deliberate process. This mother eagle provides the necessary change in the environment for these eaglets to make it uncomfortable Mm -hmm. enough to prompt them to mature and move on to adulthood. Want to get out of that nest. Totally. Mm -hmm. So... So if the mother eagle did not stir up its nest in this way, the eaglets would not have the desire to fly. I mean, Mm -hmm. why leave, right? Right. They've got this comfortable nest, food provided, you know, mom's here. So Mm -hmm. would the eagles not be prompted to fly, they then would never learn how to soar Mm. above the storms. So I love the idea and concept of repurposing and something that was once so comfortable has now been repurposed and for another another reason. Yeah. Mm. I love yeah. that. That's a great story and a really good visual too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, so repurposing of outcomes then, like you were saying, Kristen, right? You could do one or the other, like tools and outcomes. So if we look at this from a different angle, what if we were to trust God to take the original intended result from the harmful action? And so what I mean by that is like pain or blow to our self-esteem or damage to our self-worth or, you know, just emotional pain, Right. That's the intended result of this harmful action. But what if God turns it around and all of a sudden now we can look at it to help mold our character, Mm -hmm. right? So now now that painful blow is going to strengthen us. And so we're going to repurpose the action to achieve a different purpose. And we can do that by surrendering it to God for Mm -hmm. use for his glory, So the pain is not wasted, Mm -hmm. right? It is not going to take us down, but it will be used for good. And we will apply it to our faith, our lives, or others where good can be produced. Well, you know, when he says that all things work together for the good, Mm -hmm. for those who love and serve the Lord, it is even in those really difficult things. All things are meant for the good. Even in mm-hmm. sitting in that the little thorny nest, you know, that is meant for the good to strengthen you and That's to get right. you to be yep. able to soar, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's something where we also, after going through these experiences, it really creates in us, whether it's a trial that we're repeatedly suffering or a painful blow, whatever it is, right? Again, we talk a lot about this. Our pain is never wasted. Mm -hmm. And so we essentially have two choices, right? Prison or provision, if you Mm -hmm. think about it. It kind of breaks down to that. Prison meaning if we don't do anything with the pain, then we're carrying it around and we're sort of locked in this place, kind Mm -hmm. of locked up with it. 
but provision is basically the concept of serving others. We're providing for others. We're taking that pain and we're changing either ourselves or a situation to help others in need. Well, you know, and I think for me personally, going through painful situations and the learning process of that, it is when our character is built in the mm. crucible, oh, right? Definitely. It's in the hard yes. stuff. Yep. And what would be the purpose of just surviving that? I mean, why? No, it's always intended. So then what? We can come alongside of someone else yeah. who might be experiencing that same kind of struggle or pain and lift them up and walk through it with them. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. And there's I think so much a couple healing. a couple weeks ago we talked about loneliness, yes. right? And how the opposite of loneliness is connection. Mm-hmm. And when I think about how do we use our pain for purpose or how do we make sure that it's not creating this prison, right? But but more of provision to your point, Catherine. And it really is about that connection. Mm-hmm. And it's hard when you're in it, when you're not on the other side of something. And in, in a place of gratitude, and that's usually when people, you know, say they feel so blessed and they feel like their dreams came true and their prayers were answered. But when you're not there, I think that's hard yeah. to, to really find the purpose in that pain. But it's it, if you can use that pain to create connections with other people who might yeah. be going through something similar, that is a, a, a different response, yes. right? That is taking something that was bad and using it for good. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it can make you feel less lonely too because you're, you're intentionally creating that connection. You know, and also, listen, if you guys missed that episode on loneliness and connection, go back and take a listen. I think you'll be blessed by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can link that too in our episode notes. We'll make sure that we have a link But it's so true. I think by connecting to others through pain like that, it is healing. Mm -hmm. And to know that we can help come alongside someone else. And it just, it's something where we are providing comfort from the comfort we ourselves have received from Mm -hmm. God, right? It's the same kind of, same concept, same idea. So if, if you're going through something like that, you know, see if there's a way that you can find provision or the action of providing or supplying something for use, whether that's a ministry or a blog or, you know, volunteering in some way and serving. And it's really about getting out of ourselves and into another cause or a higher good Mm -hmm. for that. Mm -hmm. I think that can be really, really good. Something Um, that I think was really eye-opening to me as we were just reviewing our notes on this topic is really the concept of recognizing that God may tweak our situation. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important because what once could have been used to serve us well, maybe it is a job or relationship can change. And I think Mm -hmm. we're just creatures of habit. So we Mm -hmm. don't always look at it that way. Um, and we look at all these other things that might be going on. And I think accepting that that same situation is now being used as a tool to get us to do something different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When, when you said that, Catherine, that was, that was really impactful. And I think Mm -hmm. that's an important message to take away. Yeah. 
I hope so, because it's so true. It can be used in so many ways. There's many examples of that in the Bible. We know it's biblical. We know we live through it day to day, right? I'm sure we all have examples of that. But how does it impact our faith? That's really the bottom line. This is a faith-based show. So thinking about your faith and going through these trials, will it strengthen your faith? Will you allow it to strengthen your faith in God and believe that he is working even though you can't see it? He is working. He's working in it. And I think that's really important to take away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I know for me, I learned a lot about roses and I learned a lot about <laughs> Eagles. new beginnings. <laughs> yeah. So, which I think is correlated to the white rose that Gina mm-hmm. told us about. Mm-hmm. So, maybe even just go out and buy some white roses for yourself yes. to look at as a reminder of hope and new beginnings. Love that. And coming up roses. Yes. So, mm-hmm. thank you guys so much for listening. We really, really appreciate it. Again, check out our website. We're on social, all platforms for social media. We hope you have a great rebounding week and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. God bless. Bye. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to like and subscribe to Rebounding Faith.